0: We've entered into a series of messages, this is our
1: second week, where we're trying to wrestle with, I think probably one of the biggest questions that we all wrestle with, and that's the question of whether or not God cares. And what I mean specifically by the question of whether or not God cares, what I mean is is whether or not God cares about the junk and the stuff and the pain that happens in our lives. And, you know, and the older you get, more stuff happens. And the more frustrated we become. And you begin to wonder and you begin to ask questions of yourself. And you begin to. And, and, and sometimes it's hard because in a church culture, you can't express it, but it's there. Does God care? And we don't want to express that out loud because we don't want anybody to think that we're not spiritual. But the reality is listen to me. Every one of us wrestles with it. In fact, you know, Brad was mentioning one of the songs that we sang was from the Psalms. If you read the Psalms, can I be honest with you, I think the Psalms, if I were to encourage you to read anywhere, I would encourage you to read the Psalms because the Psalms are known as, the technically they're known as laments. Now what's a lament? A lament is a cry to God. And in the Psalms, you'll see David and the other writers over and over and over crying out, asking the very same kind of question that we're talking about right now. God, do you care? Do you really care what's going on in my life? And so those are the things that we're wrestling with. And, and I, I need to point something out to you folks. There is an assumption that's in the Bible You say, what do you mean an assumption? There's an assumption. See, we we sometimes operate by lies, but there's an assumption that's in the Bible, and the Bible assumes that you're going to suffer, that you're going to go through hard times, that times are going to be difficult, times are going to be rough. And so what we're going to look at today is, is because we do go through it, we do go through stuff, we do go through the junk, we do go through the pain and the misery and the hurt, There's another question besides does God care that wells up within us. The question is, is this normal? I mean, how many of you have been there? I mean, everything in your world is turning upside down. And you're saying to yourself, is this normal? Is this the way it's going to be? Is this the way it has to be? Those are the questions that we struggle with. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to try to answer that question. We're going to go to... 1 Peter, we're in chapter 4, we're going to look at a few verses, verses 12-19, through and we're going to see what the Apostle Peter has to say to us about whether or not the stuff that we go through in this world is normal. Whether or not that the stuff that we face in this world is normal. So I want you to notice with me, look at what he says, verse 12. Beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part He is blasphemed, but on your part He is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God, for if it begins with us. What will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? Basically, folks, we can divide this passage into two main sections here. We can talk about the call to reality. He's going to try and call us to a sense of reality again because we operate from a lie that everything's supposed to be wonderful. And then he's going to tell us what the normal is, the normal that we face in our lives, especially if you're a Christian, especially if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. So let's look at what, first of all, the call to reality. Here's what he says, first of all. First of all, right there in verse 12, Peter says this, don't be shocked by suffering in your life. You know, our question is, is this normal? Is this normal for me to go through this junk? Here's what Peter is saying. Look at what Peter is saying there, verse 12. Beloved, don't think it's strange because of the fiery trial which is to try you. He's saying, don't be shocked by the junk that happens. Don't sit there and wonder, oh man, is this weird? What's going on with me? All this stuff that's happening, all these bad things, all this evil, people trying to hurt me. No. It's not weird. It's not strange. Don't be shocked by it. It's normal. It's the part of our lives. See, we, we sometimes enter into this thought, it's almost kind of utopian thinking, isn't it? That we think that, you know what, we live in a perfect world, so therefore we're going to work for perfect employers. Do you ever think of that? And their, And their best interest is you right? And then it's like when you get the pig slip, you're like, why did that happen? Because they weren't thinking about you. They are thinking about their bottom line. Or when a doctor gives you a prognosis that you don't want to hear, why is this happening to me? See, my folks, listen to me. We, 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 We've got to get away from the wrong thinking. And and so many of us, especially if you're in a Christian church, we get into this thinking that everything's supposed to be wonderful and Jesus just wants me to be happy. Jesus wants us to have joy, but that's different than happiness. Because our joy is in Him. And we'll talk about that as we go through this passage a little bit here. But the reality is Jesus wants us to be realistic. And he's calling us to a reality that we live in a world that hurts people. We live in a world where evil is. And the reality is, is if you know Jesus especially, you're going to suffer. Bad things are going to happen. And see, I've got to remind you of something too, because there's a dimension that we forget about because... You know what? We exist in a world that, that we can touch and feel and, and you know and pick up. We we exist in a physical world, but we forget about the spiritual world that exists around us, and that we have a very real enemy who wants to destroy us. So Peter's saying to us, you know, as we, we come to this call to reality, he's saying, Don't be shocked by suffering in your life. Why? Here's the second point suffering is normal. It's normal. But here's our thinking. When we enter into it, we think things are abnormal. In fact, we'll say things like this to each other. Well, you know about so-and-so over there? Boy, they're really going through it, aren't they? Boy, it's almost like they've got a curse on them or something or or bad luck. I mean, when it rains, it pours. Don't we say stuff like that? Until it happens to us. And it's raining and pouring in our lives. In fact, here, here's a Christian one. Here's, a, here's what Christians say. Okay, We should know better, but here's what we say. Wow. I wonder what they did that God had to do that to them. See, we immediately associate that the problems in our world are a result because we sin. Now some are, but I'll be honest with you folks, a lot of them aren't. It's just the nature of our world. We live in a world where suffering is normal. But here's what Peter calls us to do. Look with me at verse 13. He calls us to something. He says, but rejoice in the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings. What's he saying? Find your joy in Christ. Find your joy in Christ. Now when I say that immediately, some of you are going to say, well, you know, you just said to me God doesn't want me to be happy. Listen, there's a difference between happiness and joy. See, you can have joy and still be in the midst of pain and hurt. Happiness is just a feeling. Joy is a sense of wholeness. And you can have a sense of wholeness in your life in Christ, knowing that He's there with you and guiding you through it and giving you strength and helping you to cope through the stuff that you're going through. And when we talk about coping, we're going to talk about that for the next two weeks here, folks. Those are the next two things we're going to talk about, is how do we cope in this world in which we live in? But the reality is, is that if I recognize that I shouldn't be shocked by this, this is normal, then I need to find my joy in Jesus, because He's the one who's going to get me through it. I need to find my joy in Him. I need to find my joy in Him. So then notice with me, we're going to look at verses 14 through 19. So He's just going to go right on and He's going to tell us what the normal is in our lives. Because that's the question, isn't it? Is this normal? Yes, it is. But look at what He says about it. Number one, first of all, verse 14, God is glorified through your suffering. Look with me at verse 14 because some of you are going to have a hard time with that point. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, For the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. On their part they blaspheme, but on your part he is glorified. Here's what happens if you know Jesus and you go through the stuff you go through, God is glorified in your life because he is the one who gives you strength. And others will come to you. I know it's happened to me many times. I've shared with you, my dad was murdered. It's been 25 years now. And I remember I was a new Christian and I'll be honest with you folks, I can't say that uh, when your dad's murdered, how do you handle that? How do you handle that? I know there were many times I was in tears, weeping before God, asking what was going on. But I know that when it came time, right down to the rubber meets the road of going through trials physical, criminal trials and and dealing with people watching you and and stuff I had an inner strength that I'm going to be honest with you, didn't come from me because I know who I am and and the reality is is people would come to me and they would say man, how are you getting through this and you know what, I, I got to say to them I don't know Except that it's God. Except that it's God. And through that, his strength that he gives you in everything, the wisdom and the guidance he gives you, and the joy he gives you, because I'll be honest with you, I wasn't happy during that time, but my joy was in him because he carried me through it. He's glorified. He's glorified in your suffering. Because you realize, Lord, you know, everything else may be falling upside down, but you're still there for me. You're still there giving me strength. You're still there guiding me. You're still there guiding me through this stuff. See, that's the normal. Is that he gets glory because of how he ministers to you in the midst of everything you're going through. Here's the other thing I want you to see. He tells us, and here's the norm. He tells us this, don't suffer because of your sin. He says, look at, look at verse 15. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, or a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody. That's a gossip in other people's matters. What's the whole point here? Is he just picking on a few sins? No, I want to point out something to you about the Bible. Whenever the Bible references sins that it is condemning, I want you to notice something. It always lumps them together with other sins. So it's not saying that any one sin is more bad than any other sin. Everybody understand me? In fact, in most of the lists, it lists the stuff that most average people do. And here's one it lists right away. Busybody. What in the world is that? Now, see, I think there's a Western Pennsylvania word for it. It's called nebbing. Nebbing into other people's business. And what's what's Peter trying to say here? Peter is trying to say to us here, listen, folks. It's normal for you to suffer, but here's what I want you to understand. God's glorified through it, but don't suffer because you caused the problem. Don't suffer because of you. See, here's the thing. Sometimes we're going to suffer. Do you understand? You don't need to look for it. Just wait. It's going to happen. That's the nature of the world. I mean, everything may be going great for you last week, but next week's coming. Isn't that right? But here's the thing. You know it's going to happen... Don't create it for yourself. And let's be honest, a lot of times we create it for ourselves, don't we? The hard times and trouble that we get into, we create for ourselves. There's a word for it. It's called what? Consequences. And that's the one we don't like, is when we have to face the consequences. But the normal here is Peter is saying to you, look, the normal is, okay, you need to realize... That God's going to be glorified as you face the stuff you're facing, as He's there with you. But don't suffer because of your own stuff. Don't suffer because you created the problem. Here's the other one He tells us, and I think this is so important for us. Look with me at verse 16. If anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. This is part of our culture, you know. Part of our culture is is that everything's supposed to be going wonderful, especially in a Christian culture. Everything's supposed to be wonderful. Everything's supposed to be great. There should be no problems. And then what happens is, is if there is problems, you think there's something wrong with you. And immediately, you're ashamed. Have you noticed that? I've been there. It's like this isn't supposed to be right. This isn't, you know, there's something must be weird with me because I'm going through all this stuff. No, it's not weird. It's normal. What's not normal is for you to think that everything's supposed to be going great. What's not normal is when we communicate to people that everything's, you know, that there is a problem with them when they're going through the junk that they're going through. No. Don't be ashamed of the problems in your life, it's just part of life. The issue isn't that you're going through it. The issue is how you're handling it. Did you hear what I said? The issue isn't how you're going through it. The issue is how you're handling it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're all going to go through it. But we're all going to differ in how we handle it. How are you handling it? One thing Peter's telling you here is don't be ashamed about it. Don't be ashamed. For some of you here, listen to me. Here's the reality. Some of you are saying, well, you know, I know so and so. And it just seems like nothing ever goes wrong in their life. First of all, how do you know that? Because the issue isn't that it's not what you're going through something. The issue is how you're handling it. Maybe they handle it different than you do. You ever notice some people, they wear it on their sleeve. They got a big billboard. I'm going through a problem. And then there's some people, they never say anything about it. They suffer silently. So don't compare yourself. Don't be ashamed. Because it's normal when you go through the junk you're going through. Because here's what it's, I want you to see verse 17 through 18 tells us this God uses suffering in our lives. God uses suffering in our lives. He uses the problems that we go through for His purpose in our lives. Remember, I shared with you just a few weeks ago, I shared with you, you know, Lori and I, we went through. a, you know, this is my second church that I've been pastoring. I've been here 10 years, been 10 great years. Ten and a half now. And when I think back to my first church, I don't think about four great years there. I think about pain and hurt and, and things that Lori and I went through that time. And remember, I shared with you, I don't want to ever go through that again. But here's what we recognize now on the other end of it. God used it in our lives. Because if we didn't go through that, He wouldn't have brought us here. You understand what I'm saying? If I didn't learn the things that I learned in that other place, I couldn't be the pastor that I am here. Do you understand what I'm saying? He uses the junk that we go through in our lives. He uses the suffering in our lives for His purpose. See, notice what I said. It's not that you're going through it. It's how you're handling it. It's how you're handling it. We're all going to go through it. God will use the suffering in your life. So here what I want you to see. Here's the other normal He tells us. Look at verse 19. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to Him in doing good as to a faithful Creator. Here's what He's saying Place yourself in God's hands. You say to me, George, you don't know what I'm going through right now. You don't know this circumstance I'm facing. You don't know the junk that I have to deal with. Maybe it's at home or in a workplace, maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's just you and the stuff that you're facing because of you, and you're like, man, you don't even know what I'm going through. Yeah, you're right, I don't, and I probably can't comprehend it because every person deals with the junk in their life differently and we don't understand it. But I'm going to tell you something. I can tell you one thing, and that is as you're going through the midst of whatever it is that you're going through, you put yourself in God's hands. You put yourself in the hands of the one who loves you, who will use it in your life. Will strengthen you. And he will get you through it. You know, here, here's the thing. Let me just kind of point out to you what I mean by that. You know, when we look at the writers of the New Testament, especially the apostles, we think that they're super Christians. We think they had their act together, but they were above us. Woo! Holy men. And a passage that we're going to look at a couple of weeks. Maybe I think we'll look at it next week. Is, is 2 Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven. There's the Apostle Paul. He wrote half of the New Testament, and in it, he says that he was given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet him. He had a problem, and he, and he, and very candidly, he says, "I cried out to God three times to take it away from me." Here's what God said. First of all, he didn't take the problem away. But what he did was is he gave. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. See, you've got to place yourself in the hands of God. See, you're going through it. You're wondering if this is normal. Folks, it is normal. But there's, it's not like there isn't any hope. You have hope. It's God. And you've got to place yourself in His His hands. Here here's you say, George, okay, how do we how do we wrap this up here? How do we tie all this together as we're dealing with this stuff right now in our lives? Here here's three things I want you to think about. Number one, how do you react to suffering in your life? How do you react to suffering in your life? You get angry? You start asking questions out of your anger. God, why is this happening to me? God, do you care? Are you vocal? Out of your anger, do you decide, uh, that's it, I'm done with you, God? Because. This shouldn't be happening to me. I mean, I thought you wanted me to be happy. And the issue isn't that God changed, it's that we had a wrong concept of him. How do you react to suffering? So maybe you're a vocal person, but maybe you're someone who suffers in silence. And we have some of those here today too, I'm sure. Where, okay, I'm coming. I know I I should be a good Christian, so I'm coming. But you sit in the pew and you're sitting in your seat and You're going through the junk that you're going through, but you suffer in silence. It's like you're crying out in your heart. You don't want anybody else to know it, but you're crying out, God, do you care? God, why is this happening to me? But you're suffering there in silence. And nobody would know. As far as everybody else is concerned, everything's going great in your life, but in your life, it's upside down. How do you react? See, there's different reactions. You got the vocal, ah, why are you doing this to me? And you got the suffering and silence. And there's everything in between. How, how, do you, how do you react? And in fact, I'm going to be honest with you. What you believe about God will determine how you suffer in your life. If you're operating on lies and, and misconceptions and misunderstandings. It's going to be hard. And the angrier you're going to be towards him. How how do you react to suffering? Here's the other one. Don't be surprised by suffering. Some of you this week got news you did not want to hear. Some of you are yet to hear news that you don't want to hear. Some of you are going to have experienced pain this week. Some of you are going to experience pain this week. That's just reality. Don't be surprised by it. But why do we get surprised? Because we operate from this wrong assumption that the world's supposed to be perfect and God wants me happy and everything's supposed to be wonderful and peachy and and cheeseburgers and ice cream all the way from here on out, you know? But even that will kill you, won't it? Folks, don't be surprised. We live in the world that's messed up. That Remember, we talked about this last week, that humanity messed up through sin. And our hope isn't that we make life wonderful here. Our hope is actually beyond here. Our hope is in Jesus. What He's prepared for us and what He has for us. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised by suffering. And then finally, commit yourself to God. Every one of us here should just be putting ourselves in the hand of God. We should be saying to ourselves, Lord, I don't know what this week holds. I'm not even sure what the rest of this day holds. And you don't promise me tomorrow, but I don't know what this week holds. But I... I know that whatever it is that I'm going to face, whatever it is that's going to confront me, whatever it is that's going to inflict itself upon my life and my family, I can't face it without You. You are my strength. You are my refuge. Remember I told you about the Psalms? Over and over the Psalmist will say things like this, You are my refuge, my strong tower in whom I can run to for my Safety and my security. Folks, we've got to get realistic. I know that there is a, a branch of Christendom right now in our world that teaches that as long as you have enough faith, everything's going to be wonderful and peachy in your life. Folks, the issue isn't whether or not you have enough faith, the issue is, is we live in a world that's messed up, and you're going to suffer. The issue is whether or not you're going to have Jesus to help you get through it. Commit yourself to Him. And you see, here's the thing. You may be here and you don't know Jesus. You've never made a a personal commitment to follow Him. You've never gone to Him and recognized, Lord, You are God. Jesus, You are God. You died for my sins. You committed your life to Him. The reality is, is if you don't know him, when you face the things that you face them, there is no hope. And our desire is that you would have that hope. That only comes through Jesus.
0: Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. this coming week.